Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. I am Matthew Atkins alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we've got a great show on tap for you today. A little bit of debate, not as heated debate as last week, but I'm sure there will be some uh, disagreement on today's episode of the podcast. We've got a good one coming up for you. A lot of uh, topics to talk about. Not a lot of news going on around Major League Baseball still, because we are still in the lockout. And the latest update from that is that the two sides are not really making progress. That's disappointing, but we've still got plenty of content for you. And we're going to get into it, Trey. Um, Right off the bat, a couple of things to note. Like you just told me right before I hit record here, Shohei Otani gets a, a pretty big honor recently from, you know, the MLB video game. Yeah, so we'll see how this game shakes out. But it'll be the show is turning into one of the best, you know, video games out there like that's how a lot of young kids know baseball players so Shea Otani gonna be on the cover of the show 22 uh should be should be interesting I now that I've acquired a PlayStation 5 I might get it and uh see see what uh see what I can do with it you know always road of the show was always fun you know the their kind of ultimate team diamond destiny mode is pretty cool so uh it should be pretty interesting but obviously uh Big topic of this week, uh, I guess for us, was ESPN did a top 100 players ranking. And I texted you and said, hey, we, I don't think we've ever done our top 10. We've done our top 10 current players, but we've never done our top 10 overall players. And, it, you know, especially with the Barry Bond subject last week, it was kind of interesting to see how this all shakes out. So uh, this week, it's me two parts. It is um, six through 10 or 10 through six, and then our top five next week. Uh, but a couple notable names, Matt. Uh, the, the top 10 uh, had Stan Musial, Walter Johnson, Barry Bonds, Mickey Mantle, Lou Gehrig, Ted Williams, Ty Cobb, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, and Babe Ruth. That's their top 10. A couple interesting notes. Clements comes in at 17. Trout at 15. Ken Griffey Jr. at 13. I'll get a brave in there. Greg Maddox at 14. Cy Young at 21. Any others? You, you kind of had notables that you saw on their list. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> notable one for me comes in at number 94, and that's Bryce Harper. And, uh, you know, seeing him on this list, you know, I know obviously there are some active players in this list, notably Mike Trout, who you said comes in at number 15. And Mike Trout totally deserves that. Bryce Harper at number 94, you know, that's pretty low on the list, but still, that's number 94 of all the MLB players that have ever played in Major League Baseball. And I don't think we can put Bryce Harper in the top 100 at this point of his career. He's had a good career. He's had a good career, but he's not a top 100 all-time player. You know, he, he, he had a couple of down years, but he was still good. He just wasn't, you know, the level we expect him. And then last year he came back, was really fantastic for the Phillies, had a, a phenomenal year. But overall, I don't see him as a top 100 player. And by the time he retires, he could be, but I just don't think he's played long enough. He's only played 10 years. And granted, Mike Trout has also, but Mike Trout is on a different level than Bryce Harper. So Harper at this point, 10 years in the league, if you look at wins above replacement, he's way down there on the list. But, you know, that's not the only thing. So you look at 
stats like OPS and OPS plus, he is in the top 100 all-time players in that statistic category. But just overall, I don't see Bryce Harper as a top 100 all-time player. So that, you know, they, they put him at 94. That's pretty low on the list, but that was one that stood out to me. I don't see him making the, the list at all to me. Um, in the top 10 for ESPN, honestly, I was surprised they had Barry Bonds at number eight. And, you know, you think the, that was too high or too low? I mean, personally, I'll let you know. I don't have him in my top 10. I do have him in my top 10. But I think I'm just surprised. I thought they would have him higher. I, you know, I think Which, the, gen, the general consensus these days is that Barry Bonds is one of, if not the greatest players of all time. So I, I expected him to be at, you know, number one or two. And I'll say this also, I was surprised that Babe Ruth was at number one because yes, he's, you know, the legendary Babe Ruth and had the, the home run record for so many years until Hank Aaron broke it. And he was just, he's this legendary American figure, but a lot of people these days are like, Oh, well he played in the twenties and thirties. So, you know, there's, it's been almost a hundred years since he played. So as my view can strike him out 10 out of 10 times, apparently. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So the, the, a lot of people these days are thinking that, you know, it was a completely different time. You can't still consider Babe Ruth the greatest player of all time. Personally, I, you know, I have him up there, but I don't think that, or I'm surprised that ESPN had him at number one. Cause I've seen other lists like from the athletic and other sources where they have him, you know, maybe in the three, four, five range, not the greatest player of all time. So I was surprised that ESPN still considers Babe Ruth as the best player of all time. Yeah. To me, Trout at 15, like I have Trout in my top 10. I don't know where you sit. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, the, the pitchers debate is kind of interesting. You know, you have obviously Walter Johnson, who's an old older pitcher, is in the top 10. Then you have Pedro at 11, Greg Maddox at 14, Roger Clements at 17, and then Randy Johnson at 24. I think that group is obviously, you know, kind of very similar, and, and you could change the order of those top four very easily. Um I do have a couple players outside of their top 10 in my top 10. Obviously I actually did not put a pitcher in my top 10 because no pitchers. I have no pitchers in my top 10 uh, well, technically I have a pitcher in my top 10. He also is known for his hitting. Let's just put it that way. Obviously I have Babe Ruth in my top 10. So I do have a pitcher, but um, it, it's kind of interesting to see how this all shakes out. And it, how many versions of this have you, you did? Like I, I did one where I kind of just listed a bunch of players and then I kind of broke it down and then I did it again. For me, when I was putting this together, I started at the top. I started at number one and one, two, and three were easy for me. And from there, it was like a debate at each spot. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you, I don't think you can have a top 10 list without a pitcher in there. So, you know, I've got, uh, I've got one or two pitchers in there. So it became a little bit of a debate at each spot there. And it was pretty tough putting this together, but, um, I mean, I still, I'm going to stand by my list, but yeah, once you got past those top three spots, it was pretty tough. Here's the thing. So I have Pedro, Randy, Walter Johnson, Sam Usual, Greg Maddox, Roger Clements, and Nolan Ryan as my honorable mentions. By the way, Nolan Ryan's like in the 40s on this list. Uh, yeah, he, that was kind of surprising. That was surprising as well. So I did think about a pitcher, but then like like at one point, I didn't have Ted Williams in my top 10. And I was like, I have to put Ted Williams in the top 10. And and so I, I kind of added impact on the game as, as like one of the characteristics. Because, and, and that brings me to another point. Jackie Robinson is so low is he's in the thirties. He's at, I believe 32, nope, 38 on this list, which was 
kind of interesting. I thought he might have been higher just because of his impact in the top 20. I think that's where he belongs, but it is interesting how this list shakes out. But I think they did kind of an algorithm for it. And, you know, statistically, just because of how his short career was, I think that kind of is what bumped him down. So so should we get into it? When you just go opposite? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into our uh, top 10. And again, today we'll be giving you 10 through 6. And then next week, stay tuned for our top five players of all time. But let's start things off with number 10 on each of our lists. At number 10 for me, I've got the guy that we mentioned a couple of times already, current player. I think he belongs in the top 10, and that's Mike Trout. I know I was just bashing Bryce Harper, saying that he doesn't even belong in the top 100 because he hasn't played long enough. But Mike Trout, even though he's only played 10 or 11 seasons, you know he's one of the greatest players of all time, and you know he's going to stay at that point. You know, he might not break any kind of records, home runs or hits or anything like that, but he is consistently the best player in Major League Baseball. And by the time he finishes his career, he's going to be even higher than number 10, in my opinion. So right now, I have him at number 10 on my list. I have put Mike Trout in my top 10 list, but we won't talk about where I have him today. Hint, hint, wink, wink, where I have Mike Trout. So my number 10 is a modern player, maybe the most popular player in the history of baseball. Like one of Ken Griffey Jr. is my number 10. And I think I like it. uh, and it's because of his impact on the game. Like statistically, you know, he is, you know, he 284, 370, 538 are splits, 630 home runs, 1800 RBIs, a war of 83.8, which is the second lowest on my list because of the um compared to just because Mike Trout's on my list and he, he's still growing his 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 wins above replacement. But to me, I like the the kind of impact that Ken Griffey Jr. had on the game, you could argue is is part of none. Like he made it cool. Like he was one of the coolest players of all time. So I have I and defensively he was phenomenal. So I have Ken Griffey Jr. 10th on my list. I like it. I like it. I have him on my list but we will get to him a little later on. Uh, number nine for me is Ty Cobb. Hey, we are twins. I have really? Ty Cobb 10th as well. Yeah, I you know, I had to put him in there. He um, lifetime average, or ninth as well. Ninth, we're ninth, ninth. Yeah, lifetime average of 366. Uh, you know, not a big power guy, but he didn't play during you know, the power hitting years. So 366 batting average, 433 on base percentage. 4,189 hits. I mean, Ty Cobb is undoubtedly one of the greatest players of all time. And it's so tough to me with baseball ranking the players because you have, you have, you know, a hundred plus years of history to go through. And how do you compare the different eras? But a guy like Ty Cobb got to include him in the top 10. So I have him at number nine. Yeah. I mean, he, he won 12 batting titles. Like that's phenomenal. And then he also, you know, he, he hit 400 three times and so has the highest average in MLB history. Um, so yeah, Ty Cobb, who is fourth on the ESPN list. So we, we bumped him down. I think we are more relevant to the modern game, I guess, just because of our ages have put Ty Cobb fourth or ninth. They put it fourth. So uh, pretty interesting. Moving on to our number eighth, uh, I have three Yankees actually on I'm my surprised. list. I'm not surprised. It's hard you argue against them. Like it is, yeah. They they're top ten players, and 
I have Mickey Mantle as my number eighth player on my list. You know, his splits, 298, 421, 5, uh, 557, 536 home runs, 1,500 RBIs, uh, 2,415 hits. So, it, 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 go back to Ty Cobb. He had 4,000 hits. Like, that's incredible um, at that time. And then a, a 110 war for Mickey Mantle. So, Defensively, he was great. You know, he's part of those championship Yankees teams, which we'll get to two. We'll get to another player on those championship Yankees teams in a moment. But Mickey Mantle just, you know, again, he was so popular in his time and he was a constant winner. I mean, this guy was getting compared to Willie, like Willie Mays is the best center fielder. Like those two defensively were phenomenal. And, And to think about that at that time. So, uh, he he led the AL nine times in offensive war, three time MVP, won the triple triple crown in nineteen fifty six. Uh, I I think Mickey Mantle a clear top ten player, along with the other two that we will mention. One uh, not today, <laughs> well at least for me. Number eight for me, uh, a guy that you already mentioned, Ken Griffey Jr. comes in at number eight for me. I, I just like think it. that you can't look at the history of baseball and not have him in the top 10 players and you know emma or uh, espn their list that they put out has him at number 13 and so he just missed the cut from espn but y- you can't have him not in the top 10 like you said the way he played in the late 80s and early 90s really you know a, a young energetic cool guy playing baseball he made the game cool he made the game popular wearing that backwards hat you know just going out there having fun you know he was he was the face of baseball early on in the 90s and i mean you already mentioned the stats they speak for themselves you know 630 home runs uh, that's a pretty exclusive club to hit 600 home runs so yeah ken griffey jr I, I always want to rank him higher but i can't justify it but definitely in the top 10 because to me he's a guy that you like when you ask the question who's a player that if they didn't get injured they would be you know even ranked even higher than they are he, it's ken he might have been the greatest like the most talented player in the history of the game. Yeah, the amount of time that he spent on the injured list is, is just really is really disappointing when you think about it because he could have been so much better. And he is obviously a great player, one of the greatest of all time. We each have him in our top 10. But you think about the time that he missed due to injuries. If he didn't miss that time, where would his stats be? So Ken Griffey Jr. comes in at number eight for me. Moving on to number seven. All right, Trey, this is where I have my first pitcher of the list today at number seven and that's walter johnson espn has him at number nine for comparison and you don't have any pitchers on your list you did say that he was one of your honorable mentions so walter johnson of course again one of those guys that played early on in baseball played for the washington senators from 1907 to 1927 417 wins a 217 era 3500 strikeouts 164 war wins above replacement so i mean you look at those stats and you, you, you personally to me you can't deny that he's probably i mean i'm not going to say the greatest pitcher of all time because i do have one ahead of him but one of the greatest pitchers of all time and one of the greatest players of all time and even though it's you know over 100 years ago that he played you can't i i don't think you can keep him out of this kind of list because those stats i mean modern day players haven't put up those stats so I, yeah walter johnson comes in at number seven for me yeah, and I think for pitchers, it's it's kind of easier to compare generations than it is batters because you're, you know, you're doing very similar things. Like a pitcher, comparing pitchers is a lot easier. I just, I, I guess because, you know, the only difference is, I guess, the type of batter you're facing. You're facing more of a home run hitter now, and strikeouts are going to be 
be more, but I think it's easier to compare pitchers over generations compared to hitters because so many factors with the hitter has changed over the years. It's a little bit more difficult. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. You know, the thing, here's what I think about this whole argument that, you know, the old time players of baseball, like Babe Ruth, that people say they wouldn't be able to compete in today's game. And here's the way I look at it. If you took Babe Ruth from the 1920s and brought him to today, yeah, he would get blown out of the water by the guys that are in Major League Baseball today. But if Babe Ruth was born today and he had the training, he had the, you know, the diet regimens, he had the knowledge, the, the gear that today's players have, he would still be one of the greatest players of all time. You know, you can't take the, you know, cigar smoking, beer drinking, you know, running around Babe Ruth, overweight Babe Ruth from the 1920s and implant him in 2022 and expect him to be the same player. But if he was born in today's, in today's era and he grew up with the training, the practice, the knowledge that today's players have, he would be one of the, he would, he would be at the level that he was at, if not even greater. That's the way I look at it. Like you can't just compare the two eras. You got to think about if Babe Ruth were here today in this era. Yeah, I, I go back to like the NBA debate. Like people talk about Le- it, like LeBron couldn't play in the 90s. I'm like, if LeBron played in the 90s with like the type of athlete, he'd be the best. Like, like it's athletes have gotten better, like in every sport over time. Like that, that is the, the thing. Yeah, like, exactly. Look at football. It, it's because science is, has evolved and it's allowed. And, people understand the sport more now than ever before. And, and exactly that, with more information, you get more data points. So I, I think it's just definitely kind of a growing game. I do feel like pitchers are easier to compare, but still, it's still difficult to compare errors. My number seven. Now let, let's get to this is maybe, you know, Ty Cobb. We talked about maybe the greatest hitter of all time. We've talked about Barry Bonds. We've talked about obviously Pete Rose, who I actually don't have in my top 10. He was ranked uh, kind of weird in the ESPN poll, but Ted Williams, you know, this guy has an effect on the modern game of baseball. Like if you're a hitter, you probably have read his book, um, you know, the science of hitting, which came out in the seventies and is still used in modern day baseball as kind of a tool. This guy led the league in hitting when he was 39 and 40 and 57 and 58. He's the last hitter to hit 400. He had 344, 42, six. 33, 520, 521 home runs. And this guy was more of an average hitter it, hitting for average. Just to say wasn't an average hitter, uh, 1800 RBIs, 2,600 hits and a 122.1 war. And obviously he played for the Red Sox where he didn't really, you know, he, that championship kind of eluded him a lot, obviously with, you know, how, how that franchise went, but this guy was still, you know, maybe the best, best. He is the best player probably in one of the most iconic franchises in all of baseball, and he deserves to be in the top 10. Yeah, I think when you when you think about players that, you know, really deserved to win a World Series and kind of missed out on it, I think he's got to be at the top of the conversation because he is, like you said, you know, the greatest player in Red Sox history. But, of course, the time that he played was during the, the, the curse of the Bambino, Bambino, and they never won a World Series during his playing time. All right, number six, last one for today before next week when we reveal our top five players of all time coming in at number six for me a guy that you've already mentioned one of the great yankees of all time mickey mantle i have him at number six uh, and you know you already pointed out some of his stats but you know in the 500 home run club with 536 home runs 
1,500 RBIs, a winner with the Yankees during those championship years in New York. You know, the, the, the home run chase with Roger Maris, his teammate. Uh, I mean, what a career Mickey Mantle had. And like you said, one of the best center fielders of all time, along with Willie Mays right there. So Mickey Mantle, he's a guy that I've always looked up to, you know, when I was playing baseball. Uh, just He's one of those guys that you heard about, and he's just like, kind of like Babe Ruth, where he's like a larger-than-life figure. It's like Mickey Mantle, the, the face of the New York Yankees, probably the face of baseball during the time that he was playing. So, yeah, I have him at number six on my list. My number six is also a New York Yankee, an iconic New York Yankee, maybe the most iconic New York Yankee of all time. Derek Jeter. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I was. I just. I had to. (laughs) It is a Yankee. It is. I we. I teased it. He is the luckiest man to be alive. It is Lou Gehrig. Obviously, a career really cut short. Um, if you you look at it, but this guy was, you know, just as good as Babe Ruth when they were playing together. Like he he uh his his splits are phenomenal. Three forty four forty seven six thirty two four hundred ninety three home runs. He would. Definitely reached 500 if he was able to kind of get those last couple careers, couple couple years in his career, nearly 2,000 RBIs, 2,700 hits, a 113 WAR, wins ball of replacement. I mean, he is seventh all time in RBIs, and like I said, his career ended. His nickname was the Iron Horse. He legendarily played 2,130 games in a row, which is the most cited statistic, and is the number that was responsible returning, you know, the name of Wally Pip, Gary's predecessor with the Yankees into a verb. So like he, you know, he, he's very an iconic character. I mean, Lou Gehrig's disease, like, and that's, and you know, it, and ALS is still around today. Like he's, that's what he's associated with, but this guy is a phenomenal hitter and a phenomenal baseball player and really you know, along with Babe Ruth, the reason the Yankees got to dominate the early 20, the 20s of baseball and became the iconic franchise that it is. And really, you know, his legacy is still today in the game. And he was still relevant, you know, in the 90s when Cal Ripken was trying to break his record. And I really, you know, I think Luke Eric kind of is underappreciated in this baseball conversation. He really belongs in that top conversation but just because he played alongside Babe Ruth and how his career ended kind of deteriorates and his association with ALS. Uh, unfortunately, you know, that's what he's known more for Lou Gehrig's disease than his baseball statistics is, is kind of tragic in a way, but he's definitely a top 10 player of all time. Yeah. I think you're right that um, he does kind of get overshadowed him and Jackie Robinson because you know, because Lou Gehrig is known for Lou Gehrig's disease and Jackie Robinson is known for breaking the color barrier. Those two parts of their careers kind of overshadow how good they were and the statistics that they put up. And I'll be honest with you, I don't have Lou Gehrig in my top 10. If I had, you know, maybe I should have done a little more research. Read you still got a, a top more. five. What? You still got a top five. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I could change things up before next week, but I don't really plan on it. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, just don't really think of him as one of those top guys but when you really look at it he was a great player and so I think he I think you're definitely right he does get overshadowed by ALS and by playing alongside Babe Ruth but you could certainly make a case that he belongs up there I mean you you and ESPN have him at the same spot number six yeah absolutely well that is our 
six through ten for me, I have Lou Gehrig at six, Ted Williams at seven, Mickey Mantle at eight, Ty Cobb at nine, and Ken Griffey Jr. at ten. And for Matt, he has obviously you want to go over your your six through ten. I got Mickey Mantle at number six, Walter Johnson coming in at number seven, Ken Griffey Jr. at number eight, nine is Ty Cobb, and Mike Trout rounding out my top ten at number ten. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at TreyLyleVT, at Matkins in the News, at Foul Ball Area, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leave us that five-star review. Give us your thoughts on our list. What do you think so far? Who has the better list so far? Yes, I know. I forgot a picture, but this is way harder than it looks, folks. So make sure. Uh, but uh, thank you, ESPN, for giving us the idea. And as always, we will be back next week with our top five players of all time. Should be a fun fun episode as we will have some lively debate, as always, here on the Foul Ball Area podcast. And unlike baseball, we will remain open and available to you throughout the season. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. For Matthew Atkins, I'm Trey Lyle. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.